Welcome to the Liz Career Coaching Podcast. My name is Liz Herrera and I am your host, career coach, and job search ally. People strive to find career happiness, purpose, and satisfaction, and yet end up in a career path that does not align with their goals and overall purpose. If you are launching your career or ready for your next career move, this podcast will empower you to pave your path and take the action steps to get you where you need to be. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to season three of the Liz Career Coaching Podcast. My name is Liz Herrera and I'm your host. If you are new to my podcast, a warm welcome to you. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. I mentioned in my last episode that I needed to step away to take some time to recharge. And so I did. I took some time this summer to focus on some self-care, reunited with friends and family, which was very nice, did a lot of self-reflection, and I will have to say that I'm definitely feeling a little more recharged. Uh, I was on the borderline of burnout. Uh, So I knew, I know myself very well, that I had to take a step back and center myself and find my focus. So I really do hope that you have found some time for your own self-care practice so that you can bring your whole self to whatever endeavor you are looking to pursue. It is so important to take care of ourselves and, and really find our focus so that we are realigned. So today, I wanted to talk about some ways to reclaim your energy to focus on your goals. Many of you have so many competing priorities, personal and work obligations, and I know that it can be very challenging to focus on your goals. They fall to the wayside. And some of you might be taking on many, many projects, or you may be presented with so many great opportunities that you feel that you cannot pass up. And at some point, what happens when you are presented with all of these opportunities or you're taking on so many projects, then you end up losing sight of your goals and your overall purpose. So if you are feeling like you have a lot on your plate or you are feeling overwhelmed and you just need some realignment, then this episode is for you. And... I definitely try my very best to practice these strategies. And so one of the very first things that I like to do is to, is to really take a step back and think about your purpose. What are you trying to accomplish? So for many of you or some of you, you may be looking for a new job or you may be thinking about starting your own business Maybe you're ready for that promotion and you're looking for opportunities to gain leadership skills, to gain leadership experience, or you may be looking into stepping into a brand new career, or you are looking to go through a personal rebrand. Whatever the case may be, you might need to step back and think about ways to regain your energy or reclaim that energy so that you can focus on the things that are important to you so that you can focus on your goals. 
So it is important to think about your mission and your vision. So it might be helpful to even, you know, take out a sheet of paper. I know for me, I love to brainstorm. It, it, it's really helpful to write things down. And if you can, can you, if you can do that, that would be great. And think about your mission and your vision, right? So brainstorm. And you also have to think about your values because all of those things are intertwined and they go hand in hand. And if you need some time to really reflect on what those core values are and you need to revisit them, there are a lot of great online tools and assessments that can help you in really naming and claiming what those personal and core values are. And I am happy to include a link to a few of my go-to assessments on personal values. So I'll, I'll be, be sure to include that in the show notes. So it's something to really think about as you're thinking about your mission and vision. So let's go to your mission. What are your what are the problems that you are trying to solve? Who, who are you serving? Who is your audience? Right? So really thinking about what is important to you. What do you care about? What are you looking to to address. So for instance, you might be someone that is looking to address childhood obesity, or maybe you want to empower youth to pursue a higher education. You want to educate women on financial literacy. What are you set out to do? What is currently motivating you? So I'm throwing a lot of questions at you. So this is a, again, a moment of self-reflection. What is your vision? So your vision are your overall goals. What do you aspire to do? Perhaps you would say, it is my goal to increase access to fitness and nutrition programs for children in under-resourced communities. Maybe that is what your goal is, your overall goal. And I, and I bring this up because sometimes when we are presented with so many different opportunities and projects, we really have to think about our overall goal, our overall vision and what are we set out to do? What is our mission? This is a great way to, to really figure out what is serving you at this very moment. The other thing that you want to think about is your personal brand. And I bring this up because you really have to think about what are your areas of expertise or maybe what is it that you want people to come to you for? So a lot of times we put out mixed messages out there. And maybe this is why we're presented with all these different types of opportunities because we're trying to do it all. So you really have to think about that brand. What is it that you are trying to convey? What are you trying to showcase? What is that area of expertise? Or perhaps you have a solid brand and now you're thinking about, okay, now I've pigeonholed myself or whatever the case may be. And you want to reinvent your brand. You want to shift things, but perhaps you're still being presented with opportunities that reflect your previous brand, but not that current brand. So again, when presented with these opportunities, and if they do not align with your purpose, your mission, or that current brand, then this is a great way to determine that this opportunity may not be the best fit for you. So you want to take control of that situation, right? And and really think about what you want that focus to be. And in this arena, you really have to be intentional. So the way that you present yourself on social media, 
your LinkedIn presence, uh, the types of opportunities that you're taking on, the projects that you're taking on, are they really reflective of what it is that you want to do? So I'll give you an example. Let's say you are in the business sector, but you're looking to make a switch to nonprofit and, and you want to focus on maybe youth development. And so here you are and you're presented uh, to serve on a board for a, you know, maybe a nonprofit. Maybe you're presented to be a speaker for a career day or to volunteer for a high school mentor. I would say that all of these opportunities would be something that you could potentially commit to because they align with your purpose, with what it is that you want to do. But let's just say that you're asked to serve on, you know, on an executive uh, board or to be a board for your condo, for your association, or maybe you are asked to serve on a marketing committee because you're very creative, you have great ideas, or someone asks you to volunteer to translate a brochure uh, because you are bilingual. And all these things take a lot of time and commitment. So you have to think about this. Are these commitments that will serve your goals or will they deter you from your goals? And I'll, I'll share a personal example as a career coach in my own personal, uh, you know, my own personal experience is I started out with doing a lot of resume writing. And that was my thing, right? People will come to me, I would help them write their resumes, enhance their resumes, and I was the go-to person for that. So I would say that 98% of my clients were for resume writing. Then I learned that, you know, for a lot of these clients that I was seeing is that they didn't necessarily need a resume rewrite. For a lot of them, it was much deeper than that. You know, they were saying, well, I'm not getting the jobs that I want, and they were applying to the wrong things, or they wanted a career change, or they wanted a promotion. So the conversations were very different, and they were not about rewriting a resume. And so I wanted to change the way that I was serving my my clients and taking more of that, you know, career discovery, finding career clarity. That is what I wanted to do. And that was my focus. And so I was afraid to, you know, I'm going to lose a lot of clients because everybody comes to me for, for resume writing. And I had to make a decision to turn away clients that were, you know, hiring me for, for resume writing because that is not what I wanted to do. I wanted to focus on the career coaching, the career exploration, and also mock interviews and helping prepare people to talk about their strengths in, in, in how they're presenting themselves in their overall professional package. So I was really going through a shift. And so for a long time, while I was referring clients to other excellent resume writers, I was informing them of the, of the work that I was doing. And so that really made a huge difference in the type of clientele that I get today and that I get to work with. And it aligns with my mission and my purpose in empowering clients to use their strengths to focus on the type of career paths that they want to pursue and also to empower them and how to talk about themselves and how to market themselves for these roles and opportunities that they really want to pursue and tap into. And so for a long time, again, I had to turn away uh, clients that did not align with with what I was doing, with what, how I wanted to serve them, but definitely referring them to, to others that would that would take care of them. 
And the same went with speaking engagements. Uh, you know, I was invited to do a lot of different uh, talks that did not align with my purpose. And I had to be okay with that. And that made a huge difference. And so that brings me to the next point, which which I found very difficult to do. And I think I still do, but I have managed to find some ways through this. And that's saying no, right? Because when you are shifting away, then you have to say no to things. And I don't know about you, but I'm sure that this is the case for many of you. Are you that person that does not like to say no? Why are we so afraid to say no? I know that we live in this, you know, this culture of we want to say yes to all opportunities. And I think when you're starting out and you're trying to build experiences, sure, you know, you want to put yourself out there, gain experiences. And especially if you're an early careerist, you want to explore and, and really see what's a good fit for you. But you get to that point where you are saying yes to everything, but now, it, again, it's taken away from your goals or your purpose and you can be selective and you can say no to things because you are a little bit more focused, a little more centered. But I think many times we're afraid to say no because we don't want to come across as lazy or irresponsible. We want to be everything to everyone. We don't want to let people down. But what ends up happening is that we overextend ourselves. And when we overextend ourselves, many times when we overcommit that we are resentful, right? So let's say, you know, I know, you know, I have been in a situation where I've been asked to do something and then the time comes where I have to do it or plan for it. And then I'm upset. I'm upset at myself. I'm like, oh, Liz, why did you say yes to this? Now you have to move things around. And, you know, it's just this cycle of, of, of this experience of, of saying yes to everything and be like, why? Then I regret it, right? So have you ever been in a situation? So I guess I will ask you that question where you, you know, someone asks you to work on a project or maybe join a committee or do something that you did not have time to do, but you said yes anyway. What happened? Tell me. I want I, I want to know <laughs> what happened. Uh, you you know you probably uh, sacrificed something. You sacrificed your time, and you really overextended yourself. But to save face, you said yes, and probably ended up uh, being stressed about it at the end of the day. And so what I've learned is that when you say no, yes, you're going to let people down temporarily because they will move on. And, you know, they're going to be okay. And so what I want you to do is when you are presented with a new opportunity, and no matter how badly you want to say yes, I want you to stop and think, right? So don't react to it. Think about it and ask yourself, does this align with my current goals and my brand? And if it doesn't, then you can respectfully decline that request. And I will tell you that while it is difficult, you are going to feel so much better. And then later on, you're going to think, oh, I'm so glad that I said no. And so I will share with you that, you know, recently this happened where I was invited to join a committee and it was, you know, for an initiative that I think is an amazing initiative. 
And so I met with the person and there was definitely a time commitment, a time commitment that I simply do not have. And as she was sharing information about the project, because I really wanted to hear her out, you know, what is this about and how can I support? And I just made that decision at that moment. I thought, Liz, this is just not the right timing. It's not the right timing. And I mentioned that to this person. I said, look, I think this is great what you're doing. And I'm so honored to be asked to be a part of this and and join this effort. And at this time, I just do not have the bandwidth. However, because I support this, I want to be an ally. So if I can support indirectly, you know, keep me in the loop, I'd be happy to do that, happy to do so. But I just couldn't commit to the actual meetings and, and some of the other things. And she said, Liz, I respect that. No problem. I'm just happy that that you understand what we're doing and that you want to be an ally. And I will certainly keep you uh, in the loop in, in what we're doing. And that just felt so good for me. And I'm sure that, you know, she she can always reach out, but the timing was just not right. And so I just want to share, you know, that, that this is something that I, that I definitely practice and I have been practicing. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about also is regaining control of your schedule. I don't know if you use, you know, one of those online scheduling. I use Outlook and and Google Calendar. And I will say that my my schedule is all types of different colors. Obviously, you know, my calendar for work, but also my calendar for, for my business. And I have made it a point to make an appointment with myself. And what I mean by that is that sometimes we have all these projects, but then we don't make time to actually work on them. I bet if I asked you that if you make an appointment with someone, no matter what happens, you try and make every effort to show up, right? A doctor's appointment, a dentist's appointment, the massage, the hair appointment. Um, I myself don't like to cancel on people, even if, you know, there's something I'm like, oh, I'm not up for it. I will show up. But why is it so hard for us to show up for ourselves? And so sometimes I'll put something on my calendar like, I need to work on this. And yeah, sometimes I will remove it for something else that might, I think is more important. But I'm like, no, <laughs> the things that I'm working on are equally as important, right? And of course, things are, are situational and circumstantial. But for the most part, is really respecting that time uh, that you need to work on, on the things that you need to do to push those goals forward. So reclaim or retake charge of that of that schedule. The next thing that I want to talk about is identifying your distractions, right? What there are a lot of things that are distractions or there are things that no longer serve you. I think about I think about Marie Kondo. I don't know if any of you are familiar with Marie Kondo, but she is the author of The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. So, she's an expert on how to declutter your home. She even had a, a TV show where she helps people declutter their homes. And so she uses these uh, uh, six basic rules of tidying up. But the one that really, really resonates with me, and I use it metaphorically, is she, you know, she says, ask yourself if this sparks joy. And I have used this in so many areas of my life. Does this spark joy? And I bring this up because I feel that, you know, we might be doing things that you know, projects or, or anything, you know, uh, functions in your life, daily tasks that you do, you do. And maybe at some point you enjoy doing it, right? Like for me, the resume writing, I used to love doing resumes. And there are just some things that it's like they don't spark joy any longer. 
and then you start doing new things that do bring you joy, but then you're still holding on to the other things. But why? And so think about that. Obviously, you know, when I at work, <laughs> there are things that we have to do and it's just part of our, our work. And, and we're not going to enjoy every single minute of everything that we do. And there are things that are just non-negotiables. We have to get them done. We have to do them. But I'm talking about things that you actually have decisions over. Anything. And I want you to think about that because everybody is unique and we all have those projects or, again, those functions or tasks that we really don't have to do, but we think that we do for whatever reason. And I want you to think about what those, I think those are distractions, really. And so a lot of times you have to, when you're taking something something new, you have to let go of other things. So, you know, thinking again of this metaphor, you know, you have your closet, you know, with this Marie Kondo and you're, you have all these, you're trying to make space for your new clothes, is something that makes you feel good, but then you're still holding on to a wardrobe that maybe you had 10 years ago that doesn't really fit well. You don't really like it anymore, but you just don't want to get rid of them. Kind of think of it that way too, with 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 uh, with with priorities or with um, with opportunities. And so, thinking about letting go is another thing. Uh, think about your your personal and professional relationships. That's a biggie too. Uh, you know, whether are there are toxic relationships that you need to revisit. Or, you know, maybe people that you really do care about, but, you know, how sometimes you might have people that come to you for everything, you're their go-to person, and I think that's that, that's great, but you have to set boundaries, but you're, you don't know how to do that. And, you know, again, because you care and you are a decent human being, you will drop everything for that person, but then what ends up happening Maybe you don't end up getting things done, things that you that you need to do. And again, you know, I guess for, for this is, is really thinking about setting those boundaries when thinking about your uh, personal and professional relationships. And again, all of these things that I'm talking about, they all add up in where your energy is being consumed. And when it comes down to actually working on the things that you need to prioritize and work on, you are just drained and you don't have the time to work on them. So basically really doing this cleanse and, and being mindful and intentional about where you are at. I, again, I have these moments myself and this is why I'm sharing this, this particular episode. And while I struggle with them, there are things that I have done. So a lot of these strategies that I've talked about, I practice them and it really does help. In, in finding my center so that I can focus on, on my goals. And one of, the, one of the things that I wanted to share with you today is this amazing book that I discovered uh, a few years back that I think that really provided me with this mind shift, uh, especially about the saying no part. I, I felt very empowered by this book, and it's called Essentialism, The, uh, the Disciplined Pursuit of Less. And it's by Greg McEwen. So if you're interested to learn more about the principles of being an essentialist, then this is a great place to start. And so I hope that, you know, I've I struck up a conversation or a thought that maybe is lingering with you and you really needed to, to think about ways to realign yourself so that you can focus on your goals. All right, my friends. 
So I want you to think about what you need to do to regain control of your energy and get things done. Thank you for listening. And until next time, this is Liz, your career coach and job search ally.